November 3rd. And now as we turn our attention to the New Testament, our reading today will be in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. And here's what we'll find there as we read. Just as the Jewish high priest was appointed by God, so our great high priest was appointed by the Father, and he alone is worthy to serve. Never allow anybody to come between you and God, for Christ is the only mediator. The order of Melchizedek refers to Genesis. Being from the tribe of Judah, Jesus could not serve as priest on earth, but he can serve as priest in heaven. He is there ministering for you today, right now. And we'll read about being perfected. Jesus had to prepare for his priestly ministry by experiencing the trials his people experience as they walked by faith. Because of the life that he lived and the death that he died, he is able to identify with your needs and give you grace to see you through. In other words, he understands and he helps. And we'll read about being neglected. The milk of the word represents the first principles of the Christian life. That is what Jesus Christ did for us when he was on earth. The meat of the word is the teaching about what Jesus is now doing for us in heaven. His ministry is high priest. How sad it is when Christians neglect God's word and stop growing in grace. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. November 3rd, Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. Now a high priest is a man chosen to represent other human beings in their dealings with God. He presents their gifts to God and offers their sacrifices for sins. And because he is human, he is able to deal gently with the people, though they are ignorant and wayward. For he is subject to the same weaknesses they have. That is why he has to offer sacrifices, both for their sins and for his own sins. And no one can become a high priest simply because he wants such an honor. He has to be called by God for this work, just as Aaron was. That is why Christ did not exalt himself to become high priest. No, he was chosen by God, who said to him, You are my son. Today I have become your father. And in another passage, God said to him, You are priest forever, in the line of Melchizedek. While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings, with a loud cry and tears to the one who could deliver him out of death. And God heard his prayers because of his reverence for God. So, even though Jesus was God's Son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest, and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. And God designated him to be a high priest in the line of Melchizedek. There is so much more we would like to say about this, but you don't seem to listen, so it's hard to make you understand. You have been Christians a long time now, and you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things a beginner must learn about the Scriptures. You are like babies who drink only milk and cannot eat solid food. And a person who is 
living on milk isn't very far along in the Christian life and doesn't know much about doing what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who have trained themselves to recognize the difference between right and wrong and then do what is right. One of the things that really excited me about God was to begin to realize that He is sovereign and that He is auspicious, that He is in control and that He has absolute power. It was interesting to me to find out that He foreknew me, that He knew me before I was born, that my mother and father did not get their first look at me. They were not the first ones to see me. That God had searched me before there was a where or when or this or that. That he had chosen me. That he had monitored my mother's pregnancy. That he had secured me. That he had protected me in the womb. That in fact before he had formed me in the belly, as he said to Jeremiah, he says, I knew thee, I ordained thee, and I sanctified thee to be a prophet unto the nations. I did it before that you might be, all right? Before speaks to the past, to be speaks to the future. He said, you are going to be what I have prepared before, before I formed thee in the belly. I knew thee. There are no surprises with me. God says, I already know all about you. You will never surprise me. Your thoughts will not surprise me. I know your thoughts while they are still afar off. I know what you're going to do before you do it. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. I ordained you. You couldn't have been a stillborn. I ordained you. You couldn't have been a terminated pregnancy. I ordained you. You couldn't have been an aborted baby. I ordained you. You couldn't have died of crib death. I ordained you. I sanctified you. When did you sanctify me? Was it when I got baptized? Was it when I cleaned up my life? Was it when I got... No, no, no. I sanctified you before I formed thee. When your hands were still webbed in your mother's belly. When you were just a bleeping on the monitor. I sanctified you. Before they could determine your gender, I sanctified you. Before your mother began to throw up in the first trimester of her pregnancy, I sanctified thee. Before you were a gleam on a cold night in your father's eye, I sanctified thee. I sanctified you. It means I set you apart. It speaks more than cleanliness. It speaks to a line of demarcation. It means I marked you before you got here. I put my mark on you and you are mine. I sanctified you. I set you apart. In fact, it clearly means that I meant for you to be different. I didn't mean for you to fit in. What a ministry to understand. I never meant for you to be in the clique or in the club. I never meant for you to be accepted. I marked you. I sanctified you. I set you apart. Um, this is Blake from Phase 2. Uh, you know, just wanted to... Uh, congratulate all the people down at the farm for uh, you know their hard work and their determination and uh just letting you know that we're all up here and we're rooting for you guys you know uh hope to see you up here in Lancaster and uh yeah just letting you know I appreciate y'all hey this is Nick Hoffer here in Lancaster in second phase I just want to encourage you brothers to uh, stay strong in your spirit encourage one another and just keep moving forward take up your cross brothers I love you see you soon
Hey guys, this is Jason Irvin in Phase 2. I want to say hello to all my brothers in all four of the phases. Um, you know, when I first came to the farm, I needed to find myself. And I was able to do that through the help of the coordinators and my fellow brothers. Now that I'm in Phase 2, I'm really uh, beginning to have deep relationships with my brothers. Um, I'm able to open up more. I'm giving more to God. Uh, the coordinators in Phase 2 are absolutely amazing. Uh, stay on that journey. For you first phase, phase brothers, you know, keep giving it time. If you If you don't feel that... Uh, God has touched you yet. Keep on striving. Uh, he will when he's ready. And uh, it's unbelievable the, uh, the brotherhood that you'll, you'll end up seeing. Our reading today is from Psalm 105, verses 1 through 15. Now the previous psalm extols the Creator, while this one exalts the Redeemer and His providential care for His people Israel. It talks about His deeds. When you read the history of Israel, you are encouraged by God's mighty and marvelous deeds wrought for His needy people. You want to praise Him, rejoice in Him, seek Him, and tell others about Him. And we'll read about His covenant. God bound Himself by an oath to only one nation, Israel. He gave His promise to Abraham and then reaffirmed it to His descendants. The covenant was their assurance that they would inherit the land. God's new covenant people have the assurance that their future inheritance is secure. And we'll read about his servants. God sent Joseph to Egypt to preserve Jacob's family so that they could become a nation. He sent Moses to Egypt to deliver his people. He sent Aaron to assist Moses and serve as high priest for a sinful people. The point is, God always has a man or woman ready to sin when a job must be done. He wants to hear you say, Here am I, Lord, send me. Psalm 105, verses 1 through 15. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what He has done. Sing to Him. Yes, sing His praises. Tell everyone about His miracles. Exult in His holy name. O worshipers of the Lord, rejoice! Search for the Lord and for His strength, and keep on searching. Think of the wonderful works He has done, the miracles and the judgments He handed down. O children of Abraham, God's servant, O descendants of Jacob, God's chosen one, He is the Lord our God. His rule is seen throughout the land. He always stands by His covenant the commitment he made to a thousand generations. This is the covenant he made with Abraham, and the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to the people of Israel as a never-ending treaty. I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession. He said this when they were few in number, a tiny group of strangers in Canaan. They wandered back and forth between nations, from one kingdom to another. Yet he did not let anyone oppress them. He warned kings on their behalf. Do not touch these people I have chosen, and do not hurt my prophets. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 28 A lying tongue hates its victims, and flattery causes ruin. 
podcast with God.